This week on the podcast, the purchase of the PIR Public Interest Registry and what it means for .org domains. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm here with Joshua Pesque, the Vice President of Technology Strategy at Roundtable Technology. How's it going, Josh? It's going great, George. It is so great to be here. Uh, yes, we are so excited to have you. Also, you are our official professor of cybersecurity. It is a course that Whole Whale created with you and your team. Uh, your content is, frankly, so practical uh, and useful. Like We looked around the entire field and we're like, that guy, that's who we want. So, um, you know, shameless plug for at least the, the course you did with us. But tell me, uh, what does a vice president of technology strategy do, Josh? Yeah, it's it's not the most uh, you know descriptive title. It it's very broad. I do a lot of work with nonprofit organizations, helping them think about the technology they're using and how it can best serve their mission and the staff that are you know supporting that mission. And that touches on areas of project management, change management, what tech stack they're using, and of course cybersecurity and digital privacy and all the things that go around that. Gotcha. And, you know, we love it because you're, you're doing the work and you have, you know, sort of in the field knowledge of what's going on, which brings us to I saw a bit of news recently, like this week, as we're talking in November about dot orgs, the 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 domain dot orgs when you buy them, uh, the company that owns that got purchased. Like what? Yes, it did. What yeah, is going on? Capital. Private equity just bought up, <laughs> bought up dot org. Well, uh, the Public Interest Registry, or PER, uh, which changed its name and its branding to the new.org, which uh, is probably the first sign that they were going private equity. Yeah, they sold off to private equity. And this happened after what was really bigger news, but went under the radar. The price control that had been in place for .org domains got lifted. That was actually, I believe, in September of this year. Uh, but until the private equity a transaction went through that didn't seem to shake up everybody's world, but the the news now is shaking up everybody's world. And of course, what everybody's concerned about is private equity likes to make lots of profit, and there's about 180 million dollars that comes out of the .org domain. And are they going to try to make that a billion dollars? at the expense of nonprofits. That's what everybody's worried about. Uh, all right, so let's let's parse this out. For those of us that don't understand, wait a minute, I thought I own my website type of thinking. Wait a minute, I own thegoodcharity.org. Does that mean now that I, have, that I could pay twice as much for this domain just overnight? It wouldn't be overnight. And, and the, the quick advice that I would give to anybody who's listening to this who already has a .org domain or multiple .org domains that you manage or are responsible for would be to go to, you know, you could go to Whois, you could go anywhere you want and just find out when your domain registration expires. It's a very easy thing to look up. 
you might have registered it for another five years, another 10 years, and you paid some price and that, that stuck until then. So the quick thing that nonprofits could do as a hedge against future price increases, I'm, I'm in New York, George, New Yorkers have been known back when they had subway tokens here to stockpile subway tokens when they thought an increase was coming. <laughs> MetroCards did away with all that. So you could register a demand for the next 20 years at $10 a year and be done with it, you know, for, if I do the math right, you know, 400 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever that is, you wouldn't have to worry about this for 20 years, at least for that domain. But that may not make sense for folks and obviously doesn't help people who might register a .org domain in two years and they don't know the name of it yet. Yeah, or you're doing sort of uh, intellectual property defense, like, oh, wait a minute, I need the spelling, the misspelling, and the long spelling of my .org. So to also extrapolate this, like if you know a price increase is like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. It goes from whatever. What is the standard? Ten bucks ish. It's about ten bucks a year right now. That was the price control for .org domains was ten dollars a year. Yeah, so you're like, ah, you know, not the worst if it turns to twenty or thirty. Think about different organizations, though. Most of the ones that I see have, you know, easily 10, 10 domains that they're sort of, you know, either defending or redirecting or every program that you want to create and signal to the market that you have a .org, meaning uh, an organization. You know, that, that, that seems like a pricey endeavor all of a sudden. And if you rebrand, if you do things like that, and if you – who knows where it could wind up. And mostly – I, I certainly don't know how much they're going to do, but there also would seem to be some reasonable caps. I, I don't I personally don't anticipate this being something where they're going to charge go from charging ten dollars a year for renewal to ten thousand, because there's got to be some point at which the demand simply won't justify ridiculous pricing. If you look at what happened in the dot com space where it there weren't price caps. Most domains are still even pretty good names you can get for a couple thousand dollars to, to buy those domains. Only the huge ones, you know, sex.org, you know, pizza.com or sex.com, pizza.com, things like that went went for huge money. So I don't anticipate this becoming a huge thing, but if you if you are looking to start a nonprofit called sex.org, you might want to get get that real soon. Yeah, don't hold your breath. I think that may be yeah, taken. Yeah. As we kick around this a bit more, I think it's important to note that .org can be bought by anybody. I can run out and buy George.org, even if I don't have a nonprofit, simply because yeah. I just pay the registration fee. There's no certification. There's no classification, no governing anything about this. Is that correct? That is correct. Some people are surprised when they hear that fact and you know you don't really dig into it and it's just a good reminder of just because you do a website and it has a, a certain TLD, uh, you know, that dot whatever doesn't yeah. mean that it is uh, necessarily certified in all cases. In the cases of dot edus, those are certified. In the cases of dot govs, uh, those are certified. And, it, and obviously the list the list sort of continues. Yep. And and the dot ngo, which we which we might talk about, uh, also does require uh, verification. Perfect. I wanted to talk about it, .ngo because in my mind I was like, oh great, the .ngo probably has legal caps and restrictions on it and has to be certified. The thing that grinds my gears most often in the 
domaining world are the sort of predatory parkers that just buy and sit on domains that they don't use and just cause headaches and frustration uh, for for the interwebs. And my understanding of .ngos is that you kind of need to prove you are the organization you say you are and justify yes. that .ngo. Is, is that true? That is true for the .ngo. It's not an area of deep expertise for me, George, but that is, to the best of my knowledge, correct. In that world, like, oh, I'm sure that's governed by somebody who's responsible, definitely would never sell out because it's actually created for nonprofits, right? Except it's the same organization. Public Interest Registry, now the new .org, also is responsible for .ngo. So for those of you listening at home, all roads lead to Rome, and Rome was just purchased <laughs> by a private equity firm. When we talk about like data security, when we talk about privacy protection, and we talk about open internet, like this is what we're talking about. This is the like thing that doesn't get reported, doesn't get noticed, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's what that means. There's an article on Medium right now. Uh, I, I'm blanked on the name of the, the writer who was talking about, you know, nonprofits essentially have themselves to blame for not advocating more strongly in the space that I can and trying to ensure that this didn't happen <laughs> to try to, you know, get keep keep uh, things like the public interest registry in the public space and not getting sold to private equity and not enough advocacy. You know, we could talk about net neutrality in the same vein. How how much it would have made a difference? It's hard to say, but but uh, it's it's done now. And it's time to feed the whales with a quick ad about Whole Whale University. This is our best online content packaged in courses. We're talking SEO content marketing, Google ad grant, cybersecurity, and tons of webinars and other templates for you to use. You can buy them individually or as an annual subscription. Uh, we really put our best work in here. And if you're interested in the topics in this podcast that we tend to cover, we go a mile deep with these courses. That's wholewhale.com slash university. Are there any good guys? Are there any good guys left out there? Are there any sort of true like? Wait a minute! If you buy the the dot WTF, that is the official like. This is actually you know owned by the people for the people. I don't know to be honest with you. I believe there in in that same article. I should have done a little more research on this, George. There there was a, another domain that that is uh, managed by a public interest group, but uh, again. You know, if everybody's looking to dot, I mean, if you think of how many different domains, domain registers there are now that you could get, I mean, it's thousands of, you can get dot NYC, you can get dot SFO, you can get dot, you know, info, dot biz, dot, you know, on and on and on. Uh, it, and people still want like the dot com. They still want the dot org because that's where everybody defaults. And so those are always going to be in demand regardless of what other domains go out there. It's, it's kind of surprising to me, honestly. I figured... No one would really care. You know, .io is certainly becoming a popular domain, but people still want that .com, and it drives them nuts if they can't get it. Well, there's a signal of confidence, of longevity, uh, of trust that comes with someone who is able to get a stable, you know, familiar domain yep. with the opening up of TLDs where you can certain you could register whatever. If I wanted to create the .george domain, I can go off and, and go about that now. I think yep. over over the long, long term, we're talking like 50 years, uh, I think that will fade in terms of like this nostalgic.com. It'll be like, ah, oh, you know, remember compact discs when everyone was obsessed <laughs> with .commercial? Like that was silly. 
uh, and you know it, it, it grows. But right now we're still in a transition phase, an infancy of the internet, where we realize that, well, wait a minute, there's a limited number of addresses available. That's silly for an infinite thing. Yeah, and this is just some hand wringing about it. And certainly, you know, when we when you when you starting to interact more through like a smart speaker as opposed to a keyboard, you know, and I want to, you know, just just ask Alexa or Siri or hey Google, you know, bring me the whole whale. It's gonna not care if it's .com, .org, .biz, .io. It's gonna figure out, know a little bit about me, know what I'm probably asking for, and and bring that up on my screen. So it. I, I agree with you. At some point, I think we'll look back on it and be like, wow, people really cared about dot-coms, not anymore. But uh, it's still a while. My big thing I would say is that I, I wouldn't worry about this for no, most nonprofits. What I would recommend for sure is renewing the domain that you care about. If you currently have a domain and you do not think you're going to rebrand anytime soon, I would check when that domain registration expires and I would go ahead and renew it for 10 or 20 years just so you can kick that can down the road for a decade or two uh, at minimal cost at this point. 100%, 100% agree. That is that is the like forever stamp strategy of what you should be doing right now. Even if you're going to rebrand, by the way, you're going to want to redirect and protect the old asset that you have. So uh, this is your homework absolutely before the end of the year, go off and go buy that domain. Uh, I want to make a couple more like practical as we're, as we're geeking out on domains. A new organization comes to you. They're about to start their nonprofit and we are the, you know, make streets a little cleaner than before organization. What is your recommendation as they shop for domains and think about how they, how they go about it? In, I would include it in your other criteria around your branding. If we want cleanerstreets.org and we go look and cleanerstreets.org is going to cost us $15,000, even though it's available because Ethos Capital, you know, uh, Eric, uh, I'm forgetting his last name, but, you know, he decides he needs a new yacht. So, you know, we're going to charge 15 grand for, for cleanerstreets.org. Then you might say, well, let's let's see if there's another domain that, you know, is, is a little bit less expensive or, or how badly do we need that .org, is that .ngo. It just becomes part of the overall thing you're looking at is how expensive would it be to get this domain name? And if it is really expensive, is that worth it for the brand that we want if we've decided this is our name? Or can we come up with a different name and a different domain that isn't going to be as expensive? That would be my advice to them just just incorporate in every other thing you're thinking about with your branding and, and then be consistent with it i would say uh you know say it out loud do searches for it make sure that it is defensible when you turn it into the dot whatever it is part of the naming almost level of your organization at this point and i as old school as it sounds like i have a bias toward making sure you have your dot com dot org protected uh and failing that then you know go shopping in the landscape of, of different TLDs that, that augment the name. So the, as lame as it is, .ly's or, you know, TE, whatever it may be, uh, so that you then actually don't run into the collisions that happen in .com.org confusion. Um, oh, I have another annoying thing for you. Sure. Josh, what is your Thanks best? Thanks so much, George. I appreciate it. You know, you can bring to <laughs> I got to tell you, look, look, you are the cybersecurity professor of Holwell University. This is yeah. your job, friend. I've got an annoying issue that comes up perennially where an organization is like, hey, can you go help me go buy this domain from someone who's like 
parking on our domain? Like, what are your tactics for dealing with domainers, or is that not? Do you just like walk the other way across the street? It, it, oh, don't gosh. make eye contact. I, actually, I really haven't dealt with it much. What I do know is that that I, I believe five or six years ago, a law changed where someone can't uh, cyber squat on a domain if if it's trademarked and owned clearly by someone else. So so you can actually go a legal route if someone is really charging you a ridiculous amount. But the problem is then that obviously takes a ton of time to go a legal route to get someone to surrender a domain that they have clearly cyber squatted on. And and so if, if they're going to charge you four grand for it, you might be better served just to pay the four grand. You can negotiate, you can make counter offers, you can say you want this, nothing. I don't have any strategies that wouldn't be pretty straightforward around good old fashioned haggling beyond if, if they are totally unreasonable, you could absolutely explore a legal route to get them to surrender it if you clearly own that brand. If I am wholewhale.com and someone's sitting on the domain whole whale and they don't have a website there they've got no trademark to that name they've got nothing you do have a legal route to get them to surrender it but that's it i've i've never been a party to where that actually worked and instead i've always been on the negotiation end of yep. like let's just get this shit done uh, because i think exactly that it's it's tough yeah. at a certain point a few thousand dollars is is worth avoiding dealing with lawyers in courts for probably years to try to get someone to surrender something that you could buy from them for a couple of grand in two minutes, as much as the principle of it makes you want to just go bang your head on a closet wall. Yeah, I think that's a good summary and a good end note for this this whole conversation, <laughs> actually. All right, final, final practical. Um, thank you for this quick micro session and hot take on the sort of the, the purchasing of PIR and its implications, your homework is to go out and buy your 10-year, 20-year horizon, eat that cost now, buy your forever stamp, and, and hoard your subway tokens. Josh, one more. How do people find you? How, how do people help you, bud? Absolutely. You can go to roundtabletechnology.com, just like it sounds. And dot org, right? You have the dot org, right? <laughs> We actually do. We actually do <laughs> org, which they just let you do, and it just takes you to the same to the same website. And uh, and you can find me there on our team page. You can always email me at joshua at roundtabletechnology.com as well. We also went ahead and got that shorthand uh, NYC domain, so you can also hit me up at joshua at rtt.nyc. Works just, just fine. Man, you're such a geek. Uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, we were, right. <laughs> on that note, have a good one. You too. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us.